Ain't so bad in kindergarten. Never thought I'd become a rapper. This is episode 265 of the Laird and Proud podcast. We'll hear from Jer Brennan. A couple of bits on the week and the week ahead. And also leave Oasis first. It's brought to you by Specsavers Drahada. Yes, so the first real proper road trip took place on Saturday down to Kinnegad in Westmead. A dank and dour, I suppose it was the day and the trip. It was in one of those ocean drives along California. Let's just put it that way, you're going through um, a bleak part of Ireland, to, to be to be fair. Um, and then the weather didn't help. But um, Kinnegad, the Corrustown Kinnegad GA Club, where you... Where you uh, we were met straight away, and it was a, f- a fantastic facility. Wonderful, um, like brilliant pitch. Wonderful setup, like loads of pitches all around. Big, massive walking track, um, a stand, huge park, and really good, really enjoyable. Now, um, working experience and being there, um, watching loud play. First time I was there. I know the ladies have played there a lot, um, but no, I haven't. Um, have never, haven't been there before. Um, I'm, I look at after the way we played I would be delighted to go back um, they played really good stuff I'm going to get into that I'm gonna, we're going to hear from Jer Brennan right but um, also it's, I know to the 15th of January whenever you listen to this podcast I know is the closing day for transfers around the county so I've heard a few rumours go around send on what you hear I've opened up the chat you can Email me loudandproud at gmail.com. Get them into me. You should have a rookie report coming out this week also. We've eight rookies that made their loud and loud and white precious jersey bow. And I'll be grading each and every one of them. We have a shield final. That's on tour tonight in Blessing at 8 o'clock. Um, freeze up the weekend for the lads. And maybe extra preparation with a week before National League. Um, for Wicklow as well. Um, and then I will have a deep, deep dive into this Westmead game as well. There's pl- a lot of talk, a lot of talking points, a lot of, a lot of things that kind of can be, be perceived and picked up, even in terms of injuries. And we, I'm going to go into that and how we're going to play the difference in the players coming in, and just a wee bit of depth, a lot more depth, a lot more less rushed. A lot more clarity in, in the way Loud played and I'm going to delve right into it rather than rushing it and firing that off. So listen to that, that's the Westmead overreaction digest. Like what a week, what a difference a week makes compared to Mead. Um, and then I think that's it. Now I know the Loud ladies are, I think they're starting the league campaign this weekend against Antrim. So it's the first of many away games for them. So we'll have, we'll have... Um, maybe a reaction from that from their display this weekend so hopefully they get back up into contention um, after last season and then right so look at it was a 2-12 to 12 points win um, very enjoyable just the way they played the goal um, from Kiki Keane it was a, it was an OG but I don't, just, don't think there's OGs in Gaelic football so we attribute them to Kiki he was like surrounded by a mass of bodies and in his sort of Keenan-esque fashion zips in and out and is suddenly one-on-one with Jason Daly and he makes the keeper work 
hits off his knees, bounces back, but Jack Smith is covering the Dublin-based West Westmead cornerback defender. He went up a couple of years and he made his debut against Loud. He rebounds the ball into his net, and that was kind of the difference in in uh, the first half. We led by five at half time, one eight to six. Sam Nealon freeze. Um, Day Ray Canella went off injured. We came out the second half an early goal from, early goal from Bournsey, and I think that that's the kind of that's the kind of stage in these games, similar to last week, us against Mead, where you're not going to expend that much energy to try and get back into the game. So I think that's the way that's the way these kind of preseason games has to be has to be gauged. And possibly how the shield will be gazed on tours now. No team, no player is going to bust an absolute gut. I spoke to Jer. I spoke to Jer about that. Like, is he going to. I, I thought he would. The way it's just lined up, the way the Sigerson trench and the shield was it more of a hindrance or, or an enhancement? Or will he have to. I, well, I thought he would say he's going to have to dip into. Um, Dip into the under twenty panel, which would be no harm. Let's you know, give all them boys a bit of a spin at that real high level early on. It'd be a massive training session, massive learning session for them as well. But I don't think he is. But I don't know. We don't. We don't know. And it was a lot of games, and there was a lot of lads. There was four or five lads doing injuries. I'll have that update on the the digest Westmead Digest podcast as well. A lot of lads doing their rehab or prehab or prohab, whatever. Anyway, they were kind of put through their paces before the game and then with that kind of level of performance and control through the goals we just coasted home brought on a couple of subs um, Joshua Finley is a de- one of the debutants he started in goals um, for the second half I should say and then um, Liam Flynn and Sean Reynolds came off the bench both lads played Minor together and under 20 the past couple of seasons together, so they made the loud debut together. Sean Reynolds, a lot, a lot of people were saying he was like he was coming on for 15 minutes nearly to make his debut, and, and I was saying it was nearly we're waiting 15 years for his debut, not just 15 minutes for him to come on. I was doing co commentary with Colin Corrigan on LMFM, and it, it's just great to be back commentating, being right in the thick of it. Sitting there, it's nice to observe the game from there with, with Colm and be guided through it and you're taking notes. And great to see the diehard loud sports all around us as well in, in the lovely little stand in Kinnegad. So yeah, it was, it was a heartwarming because it was cold and, and misty. Mist descended on, on the pitch, uh, but it was a heartwarming win for loud in a manner of ways. And I'm going to get into all those ways on that uh, Westmead Digest podcast as well. That'll come out on Monday. Um, so I think all that we're kind of left with now is to deal, or listen, <laughs> deal, listen to, uh, oh sorry, another notable mention is, and this man was been interviewed before I was able to finish up with the live uh, videos, a lot of work to do in the live videos, I'll get into that, maybe more in the coming weeks as well, but uh, Dan Corcoran was interviewed before my microphone was ready, he made his 50th uh, appearance for Larry yesterday, uh, 24 years old, 50 appearances, that's not bad going. Um, for the Geraldines man um, and uh, he was a very 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 uh, good performer again solid performer again um, so before I got to Jer Dan was already wrapped up with his interview and then 
we had a chat with Jar and I kinda my camera slipped my microphone slipped just beforehand. But yeah, it was just he was he's just talking about the performance and we we'll go right in with that. Off. No, it didn't. But you could see the effort was there, and once the effort's there, you can, you know, that's encouraging. Was a big part of today's uh, turnaround compared with last week. The return of so many experienced players. They know what it's all about from the last few years. Yeah, well, again, it's always a balance. Not the pre-season tournament. You're, you're, you're integrating new lads. Well, you're trying to blood a few new lads and uh, unearth a couple, and then you're trying to integrate those guys uh, in with some of the established lads. Call them. Um, again, that load that a lot of the fellas had, uh, the likes of a Tommy and the likes of a, a Sam and a couple of guys from the Martins, like uh, long seasons, and, and, and it's just how, how, how hard and how soon you push them, it's important to kind of manage that. And in fairness, to Mick Fanny now, the, the physio medical team, he's, he's, he's great at keeping us on our toes that way. No real drop off in performance today, you really went at it from the early stages, you, you built up the lead, but you, you kept going right to the finish. Yeah, no, kept going, and probably a couple of opportunities that we, you know, another one or two goal chances there that uh, we, we, we felt we could have. Uh, we could have taken um, a bit of work probably through the other end then as well you know sometimes we kind of stop the initial press and what happens after that column sometimes fellas you, you think you might have the job done and all of a sudden the fella sneaks in behind and sneaky one too and probably Westmead they missed a few handy frees probably for, for them at the end which would have made it a, a bit higher. It took you a while the second half before you made quite a few changes um, I suppose it's a, it's a situation for a manager when do you make these set of changes and, and make sure at the same time that you win the game exactly and uh, you know this game today you're again you're looking at the, the load that, that, that some fellas have coming back from uh, different injuries and then you're looking at uh, the scoreline and how many changes you make at the one go if you, if you put too many fellas in together it can kind of uh, disrupt the, the, the cohesion of uh, uh, the team that's out there so it's it's, uh, it's always trial and error uh, I, I'm learning the whole time and, and the management team even as a lot of experience there we're, we're, we're always learning and watching to see what works you know some exciting prospects um, the last few years coming into the loud setup, and today we had Liam Flynn we had Sean Reynolds just to mention but two almost a dream debut almost a goal for, for young Flynn I know for uh, Liam and I said the, the, the first ball Liam just grab a hold of it and see what happens and, and he nearly got in for a goal but uh, but the fact he got himself into that position was positive and so we were we were looking at uh, you know Cameron Marr Liam and, and obviously Sean Reynolds and between a couple of 20s games uh, working closely with Fergal uh, Real uh, within the 20s we have a very good relationship there and making sure fellas are getting good exposure good game time so it's it's uh, uh, very happy for the two boys that came in today and obviously Cameron did well last week too One of the conundrums is your, your goalkeeper I know is James Calliff is he coming back you, you, you used two goalkeepers today Yeah James so he, he, he was on the books for a few months Callum and, and uh, he was he, he was thinking uh, quite a bit uh, about it, but uh, ultimately, you now uh, good chat with him last week, and uh, he just says it 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 is gone, and and that it is, you know, we we all lose it at some stage, you know, the, putting the boots on and choosing the Thursday and uh, doing the video analysis. Eventually, you just you know your your time is up, and I think James has been very honest with himself and uh, been very supportive of uh, me coming in. I would have played Sigerson with James in minute so. So uh, obviously have a close relationship with him, and uh, uh, but yeah, he's he's done and a great servant allowed. Mm, but you have you have three options now. Let's say now looking ahead to the, the national league. Yeah, three options there. So you know they've all pretty much gotten the same minutes uh, between the couple of challenge games before and after Christmas and the uh, two most recent games. So yeah, we we uh, yeah, we're keeping them on their toes. Mm. <laughs> what do you look for from a goalkeeper? You're looking for a keeper, Quivian. He, he's nearly like an old, an old centre half in soccer. You know, he's just dictating everything. He's telling us where to go, communicating. And I think when you have a good, strong voice like uh, Stephen Cluxon used to melt my head at some stage, 
uh, in a very positive way because he never he never showed up. So it's that level of of, uh, of uh, communication uh, which keeps the backs uh, focused. Because sometimes the backs are obviously out the field. The keeper has more opportunity to look at the bigger picture. So it's about uh, having having a keeper who can understand and read the game. And then secondly, it's it's, it's kickouts and distribution. That's obviously a big part of it. So that's something I think we're down around maybe seventy percent in our kickouts today. Uh, that's something we're going to have to work on. We have to get that up. You know. And is that more significant? <laughs> necessarily a goalkeeper coming out as was a feature of Loud's play I see what you're saying there yeah I, I, I look at I, I, I'm looking at teams that have won all Ireland's and um, over the last number of years and I don't recall any of them uh, uh, Morgan being the uh, outlier that would come out but I, I'm probably more comfortable with a keeper being closest to our goal and on occasion if he has to be an option for the defenders if they're uh, under uh, high press but then he has to be able to be comfortable uh, and distribute the ball in as well but generally speaking if a keeper if he's good enough to play outfield they're fit enough to play outfield they're playing outfield the, the three goalkeepers that you have none of them have made we'll say uh, Martin's most experienced yeah and wouldn't have made 10 appearances we say yeah. there is a lot of inexperience there. yeah yeah is that any way a concern are, are you looking to address that in another way no well it's ensuring like uh, I suppose we chatted to the, the lads on Thursday now before we we kind of wrap things up uh, and prep for this game today Quevian where we we, 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 we we gave a few bad balls into the forwards on purpose and uh, uh, the example I was trying to get at was that you know uh, uh, um, when, it, when outfield players don't move uh, for the keeper it's like a forward getting crappy ball in the whole time eventually you get frustrated in the same way of outfield forward players aren't tracking their men where they have to it's very hard as a defender when you have two or three fellas running at you so uh, we, we've a good bit to do in our movements to, to, to help the keepers as best we can You alluded to three the three under 20s mm. um, what's their future we'll say the immediate future in yeah, relation to the, 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 the immediate future now we'll keep working closely with Fergal and if, if anyone is in a position to, to start uh, uh, National League or come on National League I'll have that chat with Fergal so he knows where uh, where he's at but I'm all between colleges under 20s um, uh, and the evidence is there to support what I say now I'm all for games and when the club gets up and running I'm all for games uh, I'm not one for carrying fellas for the sake of it um, obviously we had a big crew today because there's nothing else happening so uh, you know Liam Flynn uh, played for DCU against UCD in the Freshers on, on Thursday and uh, so Liam asked me could he play and I said absolutely uh, and he got the winning goal to, to, and I'm obviously UCD is my bread and butter so uh, that's that's where I'm at a couple of guys uh, Dylan McKeown uh, involved with uh, DCU um, uh, who else have you got there Sean and Sean, Sean and Josh yeah, with TUD so um, the trench this week down uh, the with TKT the 4 or 5 boys there so all those lads will be playing for the college or they'll be playing for the family so they're playing senior they're playing does the sorry does the does the fi- shield final complicate or enhance your preparations for the national league then? Yeah, it's so so uh, Wicklow one is what I'm hearing. So yeah, yeah. yeah, look, it's another opportunity. Come here, is there is there a bit of pressure off to win your first game? Absolutely, there is. Uh, um, so it probably gives me a chance maybe to build a couple more guys next week. But as a manager, we'll probably sit down and have a look at that. But it, it's another competitive game, uh, Dan, which is where you learn most of the guys. Do you dip into the panelists, or do you go into the twenty panel, or is there other trialists that might maybe back for step up? I, I won't go out of what we. 
currently have at the okay. moment. Yeah, those lads that have been this 41 there now with James Calafcon uh, uh, on the spreadsheet. So we'll, we'll work with those lads that we have. Yeah. And in your head at the moment, or how much did that game today help you decide what kind of team you'd like to put out now against Armagh? Well, I, I, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a fair question, Colin. Like you're, you're, you're looking, there's a couple of established fellas there. You know, they are um, likely to start, but again, I need to keep them fellas working hard on their toes. And uh, uh, if someone isn't putting the effort, uh, I've no issue making uh, making changes uh, to the starting teams or bringing guys on. And uh, I think it's important that that you know that's my responsibility to said player that 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 they know that they can't just go through the motions. Which, in fairness, to all the established guys today, I think all agree you now. A couple of things didn't come off of them, but but you can see the effort was there, and if you've effort there, I'm happy. Can I just ask you, uh, in terms of Laird's lack of representation at college's level, yeah. is, is that a is that something you would nearly work on, or do you think it's something that should be worked on? See, Quiven, see, Colm, it's it's it, you know it, it, it's a big question, and uh, all I can tell you, Dan, is that um, Brian Fenton, you know, barely got a game for the UCD Sigerson team. Mm-hmm. And look where he is now. Uh, um, oh, Morton was too small, and then he played Sigurds from UCD, and we gave him a man marking job on Daniel Flynn. Uh, we played Manute a few years ago, um, then we played Jordan Sound, and he was marking Ryan McHugh, and he marked both lads. He dominated uh, on both occasions, and Jim Gavin seen that. And then um, when Dublin were playing Clare that year, he was marking Daniel Flynn and uh, Ryan McHugh. So marching, and then mm. we've seen that wonder goal. I'll be took the odd extra step <laughs> against Kerry in the All Ireland yeah. final. So what it does when players are exposed to that level of competition, they just realise. Well, geez, I marked a man in college. Mm. Oh, he's fucking the human. He's already, yeah, the human. Yeah, yeah. So it's about getting exposure to that level the whole time. Down. Um, how many guys are going through the colleges? Yeah. Um, in fairness, there was a, a portrait was awarded there a couple of weeks ago. Um, the former kit man, um, Charlie. Charlie. Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, in his will, from what I've told, left uh, funding there to support uh, male and, and female level players or people involved with LGA. I think six people. I don't know. You're probably aware that Anne received uh, bursaries, uh, which is great. I think to go to maybe thousand euro. So, um, uh, so the county board are definitely on the ball in terms of uh, trying to support young lads uh, in college. How many go through into college? God, yeah, that's a big question. You're the thought in there, looking at the schools. Did you think it was so low before you came in, or since you've come in? Like, oh, um, well, you've got five DKT, you've you've two TUD, and then you've one um, in in um, in DCU. So, so that's nine lads. So, so that's uh, yeah, that's high enough. I think you know that's that's a quarter of your um, a third of your panel. You know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, well done. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of things I want to chat with Jerry. Just going straight from that onto the Sigerson. Um, the there's did he say five or six with DKIT? I'm not too sure. I thought he said five, but that would mean his maths is just slightly out because you have six, or he said nine. So you you have Dylan McKeown with DCU, and then you have Josh Finley, uh, who's a reserve keeper again this season. And Sean Reynolds is on the on the panel for TUD in Dublin, and um, those three didn't play any minutes, but I think they were involved. And then the six, mostly six loud lads with DKIT. That'd be nine players in total. And I usually do a Sigerson report on it, but I just it's, I just feel like it's just so pathetic that we've only three players and not, not one player getting minutes. That I didn't bother doing one this year. I remember a couple of years ago when actually would have been James Califf and, and Jerry Brennan playing alongside each other for Minute, led tons of players back then. 
and then during um, Leinster final that in 2010 that season, a lot of players re- referenced me to think of 16 players on their panel alone. On their panel alone, there could be other players there. I think we're the lowest ranking team. Um, I think Carlo, of Carlo IT think there's a lot more Carlo players um, playing circus of football. I think um, well, there's definitely more Wicklow players. Looking at the couple, that T T U D panel as well, and a couple in D C U, um, so Lee Shaw was strong representatives. Um, it's just yeah, it's just interesting. Just uh, for me, I know Jerry was you can bounce it both ways, but for me, exposure to the high level football you can, and especially at that at your own peer age level, is massive massively important for your development. Look at Dan Cochran even. Um, look at all all those probably those loud players who who featured in it as well. Um, so for me, they, yeah, it's just interesting. Why they're not playing? Why they're not have an ambition to play? Or is it ambition, or is it they're not being uh, they're not good enough? So there's a couple of things there um, as well. So just when I finish on that, actually, and uh, sorry, DKIT are playing the trench this Wednesday. In the at home DKIT um, seven o'clock is S E T U Watford, and the other pl- there's a three team group. The other team in the group is Mary I, um, in Limerick. So hopefully they get probably try and f- win that, face off at MTU Kerry again um, after we get revenge for the league. Um, but yeah, so best of luck to them during the week, and then the DCU boys and obviously you mentioned Liam Flynn there. He was playing for DCU Freshers. As well, so just um, to talk about um, James Calif, um, friend of the podcast, um, he that was that that was it wasn't there, but that was Jay Brennan. I, I suppose I, I I texted the piece to let him know that 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 is new that it was breaking that he was his leg career is is over. Well, I presume it's over. Uh, we can take it on its own, but there's no real like that's probably pieces kind of form not to um, big big fuss or a big announcement. He slipped in, came in, came out, uh, had a sabbatical, made his debut in twenty fifteen championship debut in twenty fifteen. So eight years, nine years later, he's still making headlines as well. So really good career, really like like Peter, like bit of a game changer. People are going to look back and think about James Calliff, that spell he had in goals and how amazing he was, how tall he was. Him coming out the midfield and plucking the ball. Probably pluck, more memorable for plucking ball as a goalie than he did when he played in the middle of the field. But yeah, a really good player. And to do it kind of out of a sense of duty to his county as well, which is probably important and needs to be stated as well. Um, very serious footballer. Um, very unserious, great character. Um on and off the field as well so yeah that that's just interesting the way that was delved into I'm going to delve into the whole goalkeeper situation because we're left now with three goalkeepers I'll talk about that in the digest so you'd have to sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud so that's kind of it ain't so bad in Kinnegad episode 265 brought to a close best of luck to the loud ladies best of luck to all the loud representatives playing colleges football this week uh, especially DKIT in the Trench Cup as well um, and then the Shield final, eight o'clock in Blessing. And actually, nice spin down, a lot nicer than Ockram. You know, you you spin down there off the the uh, the M50, 
probably might might just miss the crazy crazy traffic coming for eight o'clock going the other end and blessing just off it so should be a good night um get a win with a maybe a dummy team picked again to get that win and get that performance importantly as well and uh, bound in i'll be building up to the Armagh game then the following week um niall mccoy's coming on the gaelic life journalist Armagh man for a sins wrote a book was on the podcast before he's going to preview that game i'll be picking my team we'll have it we'll uh, already got a rookie report out, out of the way as well there'll probably be a transfer podcast as well there'll probably be a managerial merry-go-round update with only four vacancies only what was there three vacancies left one was made um, during the week as well. So, yeah, plenty happening in around Loud Club and County Football. So that's where I'm going to bring this episode to an end. Tune in to the Westmead Digest. That should be out on Monday for you all to delve into. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Best of luck, Loud, in the final. It's brought to you by Specsavers Drogheda.